What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Rap Show, live from Houston, Texas. I'm your host, Adam Rap. That's rap with two Ps. Why is that? Alexander Tiger Rap, who's just checking in live from Utah, more than likely. And I don't know if it's colder in Utah or colder in Houston right now, but we are live on a Tuesday, shoes day. Yes, it is the best in all the heat for your feet. Ooh, maybe to warm you up, but we stay elite each and every Monday through Thursday, live from the media block in the heart of Houston, Texas, down here in the south. But we're getting that northern front coming through right now as it dips into the high 30s, low 40s. And just this time last week, it was 86 and balmy. So that tells you everything you need to know about Houston weather. But yes, each and every Tuesday, we'll be, we will bring you all the latest drops, all the latest heat for your feet and news and notes from the sneaker and fashion world as Q Guyton tries to get the heat turned up here at the media block. Uh, yeah, if you've seen the, the, the actual building itself, it's a beautiful, beautiful hub for all your production needs right here at 6023 South Loop East. But the pod block, which is where I broadcast from, is surrounded by top to bottom plate glass windows. So you can imagine overnight as that chilly weather blew in here in H-Town, it comes right through those windows into the studio. And uh, an old building like this, similar to uh, the old building over on South Pole Stoke, where you heard many, many episodes of The Rap Show, uh, it gets cold in these buildings, and it's it's tough to to not only keep them warm, but to to warm them up after they've, you know, the heat's been turned off for nine or ten months. You really only have to use it a few times a year now in H Town. But uh, hey, it's good to be back. Remember, you guys can follow me on Instagram if you're not already. Thank you to the almost five thousand people who have over the years. But you can follow me at the Rap himself with those same two Ps. And if you want to get in touch with us right here at the show or send in your ideas or what you think about the sneakers we talk about today, and I'm still efforting our special guest. I'm hoping that with all the craziness that's going on, and of course, we mentioned it yesterday on the show as we went around the league in the NFL, uh, our, our hearts, thoughts, prayers all go out to, and I know that's become cliche in today's media, but, but truly, I've, I've got friends that are affected by it. But uh, Nikki Diamonds was was going to hopefully call in today and he had to evacuate for the second time. And he and Jerron got on a plane in San Jose and they were heading somewhere to work on a project. So if he could squeeze us in, we would love to get Nikki Diamonds on with all the chaos that went on at Complex Complex Con there in Long Beach, which is a newer rendition of the old Agenda Trade Show, Magic. Uh, you know, all the the streetwear gatherings and, and you know new items, new products. Obviously, we saw Nick drop a new diamond dunk in three colorways there at Complex Con, and then tried to do it again back in LA on Melrose, only to stir it up and and cause a fire on Melrose. And I don't mean literal fire, of course, uh, but we are thinking about everybody out in California that's dealing with. Uh, you know, just insanity with the fires, the winds, the way that, you know, they try to contain this disaster before it, it, you know, God forbid, kills anybody else or destroys homes. I heard an interview with Rick Rubin, of course, from Def Jam fame and founder of the Beastie Boys uh, with those crazy punk rockers from New York City, who, by the way, are dropping a book uh, or have dropped a book in the last week, the Beastie Boy book. And I cannot wait to pick up a copy. I'm going to read it cover to cover, even though I lived through the entire era of probably the most dynamic three, aside from Tribe Called Quest, when it comes to presence, impact, legendary music, growth in their music, and really trendsetters and trailblazers beyond their wildest dreams, but Rick Rubin's house and the Shangri-La studio, which is a world famous recording studio and infamously has Bob Dylan's old tour bus 
on his property, and they turned the tour bus into a little mini portable studio. Well, those are all in the purple zone, and when when they mention the purple zone, what that is is basically where the heart of the fire is or where the immediate danger is. And then, of course, everybody on the outskirts, everybody that they have uh, evacuated are, you know, for precautionary reasons, but... It's still a scary thing. You know, you think of, of earthquakes when you think of California. You think of, you know, the uh, tsunami. I remember a couple years ago, there was threats of a tsunami with an earthquake way out in the Pacific. So to think about these fires and, and the damage they're doing and really, yes, we're going to talk about sneakers. We love sneakers. We love fashion. We love the street culture. But ultimately, they're all just material things, and we want people to save their lives first and foremost, save their loved ones, their pets. Then if you can grab some of that heat, yeah, make sure you do, because uh, some of it is irreplaceable. I know that uh, Rick Rubin was saying he's, he's pretty scaled back on the material items, but it's more of the sentiments of where that music was made, some of the most iconic recordings were were produced, and he said he's going to be saddest about the trees that that he's lost on on his property, who have been there for hundreds of years, and really gave that energy to the land there. So he said that was what he was going to be saddest about if he was affected directly. But yeah, so anyway, I I hope we can get Nick on. That would be great to talk to him and. Once again, you know, he, he really just set the sneaker world on fire with another Nike SB collab. And he's done a Puma collab recently, which I thought was a beautiful uh, capsule. The track jacket, which I got to, I was lucky enough to pick up, along with the footwear, was really innovative. And of course, you saw the premiere, the very first samples of Diamond Footwear. Years and years ago, I want to say it was 2011, 2011, 2012, maybe, when the Diamond Footwear collection debuted, and we had it right there on the table in the Toyota Center with Nicky Diamonds himself, uh, along with Brock, Dennis Tedisco, the Crooks and Castles family, uh, Brittany Daly was there. It, it was a really, really cool event at Sneaker Summit back in the winter event and they've got an event coming up real soon i want to say it is in the very first week of january uh they've been all over the place and of course they opened a store here in houston and you know the sneaker culture has always been relevant and always been present here in houston you've seen releases sell out you've seen the line culture you've seen the raffles you've seen <laughs> the uh get money boys that was legendary. Uh, you've seen tragedy. You know, there was a young man who was killed for his Jordans just a few years ago, his Jordan 11s. And I believe Michael Jordan finally shed some emotion and shed some insight into the horrific nature of somebody getting p killed for, when we talk about these fires, killing people innocently, you know, Mother Nature. Well, this was a, another human killing another human for a material possession. And, and, you know, a sneaker now that is really pretty available and, and not as exclusive as they once were. And I think with that being said, we can jump right into the latest and greatest from the street for your feet right here in Shoes Day Tuesday on The Rap Show. I want to talk about some of the latest trends because the retro continues to be popular. The retro will continue to always have its place in the sneaker world. I'm going to get my Instagram live a little closer so I can read you guys' comments because I know everybody has their say in the sneaker world on what's hot, what's not, and what you want to cop and what you want to rock and what you want to drop. So we're going to talk about it all right now. And My man, Cure, who's always checked in right here on the rap show, said... Kanye hired hired private firefighters for his house. Of course he did. Of course he did. Uh, what hasn't Kanye done? You know, it, it's like Trump himself, and I think that's why there was really no surprise to him aligning himself with Trump, which he's now denounced, apparently. And I'm not letting Kanye take over this show. He's, 
he's too far gone for me. People that wanted to call him a genius a few years ago, I understand because he was ahead of his time, but now you see Kanye way behind his time. Yesterday there was accusations from Lord. If I sneeze during the show, it's only because it's free. (laughs) Freezing in here. Yo, what up, SWAT83? Checking in. Thank y'all for hitting us up on The Rap Show live right here at The Rap himself on my Instagram. Uh, But the thing about Kanye is Lord came out and said that the uh, idea for the Magneto box, if you've seen the recent uh, clips or highlights from the Kid See Ghost tour with Kid Cudi and Kanye sporting the pink hair. Sweet. Uh, Lord said that was an idea that she originally had had the concept for. And we heard Drake recently on The Shop say Kanye stole ideas from him or basically, you know, had him come there for frivolous reasons to turn around and throw all this salt in the game and, and put gossip out there. I mean, I guess we all just need to pray for Kanye. That, that's really what it is, that he gets help and that, you know, he was down going down the right path, at least discussing mental health, at least admitting to some mental health issues. But, but what did what did going and, and aligning yourself with Trump do? You just put yourself back years. I mean, you put yourself. Well, I wouldn't say that because I, I wish Kanye would go back years, back to the Nike days, back to the graduation days, back to the really right before Jesus, everything was was set up for him to be that legendary icon and that incredible game-changing once-in-a-generation type of artist but now he's becoming a punchline just like the president himself and I think it's because Kanye follows what he thinks as a 40 40 year old man I think he's 39 40 years old now he's a few years younger than me but he looks like a, a, a lost intern trying to find his place and 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 find his style now when he was the guy that used to set the style excuse me as I blow my nose ah, ah, I'm not tearing up I'm sorry it's just cold here at the pod block at the media block in H-Town yes it does get cold in Houston ladies and gentlemen but I see the sun coming out from behind those gray skies and uh, you know back to Yeezy there's no surprise to me that that he links up with Takashi Six Nine. I mean, why even put these these jokes of an artist, these SoundCloud wannabe gun-toting, rainbow bright-looking, no impact on the culture-having rappers, almost. Almost, and then putting putting Drake in the con in in the context of whoop diddy whoop and poop diddy poop on a beat that Drake should have murdered. You got it ass backwards, man, and I think that's why you're seeing the market for Yeezys really come back down to earth. You're seeing people kind of lose confidence and lose. Now, when it comes to the music, don't get me wrong. We all go back to that argument. Of course, we love old Kanye music. We love. The production. And I think we're seeing some of the same traits with Travis Scott, right? I think we're seeing a lot of the same patterns happening all over the place. Too many, too many irons and too many fires. <laughs> Straight up Kardashian curse. I mean, when I say that, I don't truly mean curse. I don't put any curses on Travis Scott, but there's definitely a lineage of guys that have dated Kardashians of crashing their careers into the side of the Beverly Hills side. But I just wish Kanye would have taken the path and the way he treated Nike in the post Nike relationship, the way he's treated other artists and and over the years that he's worked with, the way that he has treated the media, the way that he's treated his, his fans. I mean, his people, it's ridiculous. And it doesn't surprise me anymore, was my whole point. So thanks, Cure. You just had me go off on a 
tangent and a, and a rant about Kanye, which I think most people probably feel like they want to do on any given day when he make, makes a headline for the wrong reasons. And, you know, he, he dropped the Wave Runner recently, which to me is just a glorified aerobic shoe. You know, he recently, I think, was seen wearing... What was he rocking recently? I, I, I can't even remember. He, he's too all over the place. So let's get into some real sneaker news right now. And as I was talking about the retros, they've become almost a, an afterthought in the sneaker world. Now, real hardcore sneakerhead, real collectors, real 2015, 10-year in the game you know, guys in our culture and in the sneaker world will always grab a nice pair of retros if done right. Or even recently, as we've seen, modified a little bit to pay homage, to pay uh, tribute to, like the Fresh Prince 5, which I thought, because he used to rock them with no laces, I thought it was a perfect way to, to pay homage. And shout out to Almighty Dollar, paying homage. But that grape colorway was seen first on his feet on the show 25 years ago. And then, of course, him celebrating his 50th birthday. It all culminated in bringing that shoe back and doing it different so that collectors... Now, people are going to say, you know, it's corny, it's gimmicky. It, it, you know, what, what purpose does it serve? Well, if, if you're a new sneakerhead or if you're... First, that's the first time you're introduced to the grape. Well, welcome to the club. Because my freshman year, first day of school, and yes, I went to private school. So in middle school and elementary, the only way that we stood out, the only way that we actually could could differ, differentiate ourselves, uh, aside from our behavior sometimes, was rocking sneakers with our uniform because we could wear any type of tennis shoes we wanted. And as long as you were in uniform code. So I remember my grandmother, before Jordans were even $100, she would, we would go to Wieners and I would find them on the discount rack and they'd be 60, maybe 50 bucks. And as they crept closer, the, the two and then the three, of course, the four, when they, when they went above three figures or two figures into the, into the hundreds. And now, of course, we've seen some with the retail of up to 500 in the stores. Uh, that you can get your hands on. And I'm not talking resell. I'm talking uh, box price. But it was always it was always just a part of it. And so, of course, I've gone through being 43 years old now. You know, I was, let's see, 85. I was 10. And then 11, 12. And the twos and the threes. And then, of course, into my teenage years, it, it, I've seen now two... Genesis, I guess, two periods of retro. So almost generation, generationally, thank you. Can't speak today. It's so cold in here. I'm trying not to let my teeth chatter. But I've seen the different variations of the retros. You've seen the retro packs where they did two shoes together. You've seen the retro material itself you've seen an upgrade in leather you've seen an upgrade in materials you've seen the variations of the retros you've seen the new colorways of the retros of course time and time again and where the where the game started to change was taking that retro and making it a collab taking that retro and making it a historical moment in the career of that athlete or that icon or that uh you know, the tastemaker who who was a part of that shoe and all the way to the genesis of now. And I'm excited to get them the, they should be coming soon, but the chlorophyll Jordan threes that just came out, those pay homage to the original air trainer one that Jordan was inspired by when he went to meet with Tinker Hatfield. And I think we have, yeah, we have a Tinker Hatfield box from the Tinker Hatfield threes. We saw the Tinker Hatfield sixes recently so you're now seeing the incorporation of the inspiration to the original shoe put into uh, into today's drops. And even beyond that, for instance, we have the Air Jordan 1 Rookie of the Year. We have the Chlorophyll, as I just mentioned. And the International Series, where you had iconic 
places that Jordan did things, whether it was Olympics, whether it was in world basketball, whether it was in uh, his Bulls years. Ooh, I, I wish you guys knew how cold it was. It's like a meat locker in here. It's like the old days being in the studio. I'm trying not to snivel and snot here live on the air. And you are listening to The Rap Show on that note. That's Rap with Two Ps. And we're talking Shoes Day on a Tuesday. And you can catch us Monday through Thursday in the afternoon on your drive time live on the IG or on the Media Block app, which is coming soon. We'll have all the content and the live stream each and every week to get you all caught up on everything in the world of sports, sounds, sanity, and style. And still trying to see if we can get Oh, hey, Darcy Rap. Hi, Coco. Hi, Rory. I guess uh, got the fam checking in right now. I almost, almost texted y'all and told me told you to bring me a space heater. Uh, but we're going to try to warm it up over the next few minutes. We're going to be here for another 30 or so. And uh, so, yeah, so every Tuesday we'll talk sneakers. We'll talk about what's coming, what's going to drop, uh, what maybe... You might see us rocking on our feet, uh, but if we can't get our hands on them, we'll definitely try to get the influencers, the designers, and people that can tell us the great stories that inspire this amazing culture now that is going on 35 years uh, from the Air Force Ones to the early Puma days. Of course, Adidas will always make its no its place on this show and its its place known here on the show each and every week. We'll talk about the Adidas curse if it strikes again. And we were joking about the Kardashian curse, but really, you know, the two or three years ago, the word about Jordan was since they were doing these retros over and over and over again, it was almost people became spoiled, right? They, they, they had already bought the one or they had already bought the Air Jordan 3. So what happened was... All of a sudden, Adidas comes, and Adidas changes their whole plan of attack, and they get into their roots, which was, of course, with BC Boys and, and well, they were more Puma, uh, Run DMC, the early days of the Breakers, the Graffiti Riders, rocking the Sheltos. They broke away from that in the hip-hop world, and they started doing very high-end collabs. So they did collabs with Pusha T, they did collabs with Pharrell, of course. Uh, Kanye came on board when he left Nike. You had these these huge, larger-than-life celebrities now collabing. And Jordan was was starting to dip his toe into it. And we saw it you know, different in the Nike SB world with some of the Team Manager series. Of course, the Diamond Dunk we talked about, the Jeff Staple Dunk. There was, there was this natural... Uh, connection there was this natural process of this to start happening once you kind of went through uh, all the retro series in in especially in Nike's world and Adidas just changed the game and they said you know what we're just going to go lifestyle we're going to go uh, worldview we're going to go uh, icons we're going to go people that you know really I guess you know have a place in in the sneaker world in the fashion world but are not your typical straightforward vanilla if you want to say that uh type of artist so back to the jordans uh the the air jordan rookie of the year was uh and and i have the air jordan lettermans on my feet you know these were all moments in jordan's career we had the shattered backboard of course he famously broke a backboard overseas playing in the uh, usa basketball so you've had now uh not only is it a retro, but it's the retro with the moment in the colorway or in the materials, or for instance, like the Air Jordan not for resale. Well, what is that? That is, it's a retro one that's got, uh, there's two colorways. There's a bread colorway, and then there's a uh, thunder, as they call it, with the yellow, the black, and the white colorway. And that shoe it's uh, it's releasing on November fourteenth, and you've, we've seen them early all, already. Where at resale shops <laughs> like Round Two, Hollywood, Riff, Los Angeles, uh, Stadium Goods—they've all got them already, of course, and they're going for five to seven hundred right now, I believe. 
And the irony is it says not for resale. And that was the Jordan designers, the Jordan brand designers basically saying, hey, there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of overpricing when it comes to market price. There's a lot of fabricated uh, inflation of the market as far as the sneakers go. So we're going to basically pay homage to it or we're going to uh, it's it's a play on that it's it's a play on that whole part of the sneaker culture and i thought it was i thought to me i thought it was a, it was a great kind of funny inside joke if you want to but when i started seeing them reselling for five to seven hundred dollars it's like no every everybody should be able to get their hands on those if if you're going to put that shoe out as a not for resale. Everybody should should you know, rock their sneakers. And there was actually a sneaker shop in Kentucky. I don't know if you saw this story. I'm sure all my real sneakerheads did, but they actually made you. And we've seen this before in the past with uh, sneaker politics. Did it a couple years ago. I can't remember what release it was, but we've seen people uh, literally make you rock the sneakers out, so you can't run down the street or run and grab your phone and put them on StockX. So those are a few of the uh, November 14th is the not for resale. Jordan, you've got the rookie of the year coming out to, today, I want to say. Is it the 12th? If not the 12th, then on the 14th. Uh, and all types of restocks on the Yeezys. I'm not even going to get into it. If you didn't know what I was referencing earlier about the Adidas curse, it's something for years on our show when we've embrace the sneaker culture in the sports talk world because it is probably the most important tool that any athlete could ever use um no i'll be done soon so i've definitely got to bring it tomorrow thank you though um oh yeah the uh so the restocks on the yeezys it's really kanye a couple years ago saying oh adidas jumped over jump man and as I was mentioning, yes, with all the retros, people were getting bored of Jordan brand. They didn't really like the new releases as the lifestyle shoe to rock when you're going out or when you're you know, kicking it with some nice denim and you've got a nice fit on. You're not really wearing the post 23, I would say. And still, there were some mixed in there, 18, 19s, 20. Well, 20s looked really good with jeans, but you weren't really seeing them rocked off the court or off out of the gym as much as you you were the early pairs the early retro pairs which continue to cause buzz cause hype and most of the time sell out when the og especially when the og colorways come out but what what kanye said was just ridiculous because yes you could have you could have a good season you could have a good period you could have a good fiscal year but the impact that Jordan has, the impact that the staying power for 35 years almost now, you know, you had the early Air Force Ones, you had the early Dunks, you had the early Waffle Racers, you had the early Nike track shoes, but Jordan's, the, the, the impact it had from the very beginning, from when he took flight to when he was jumping from the free throw line, through his playing career, through iconic moments, through legendary status amongst players, to where he was signing guys even when he was still in the league to his brand. It just set the tone for being number one, of course, but it set the tone for guys like LeBron, who are now paying homage as we start to see his first models, one, two, three, come down the pipeline for retros. But the... uh, the LeBron 15 that he wore last night, inspired by the Air Jordan 5. Sick. Sick, sick, sick. Because it is, it's a crossover. It's a hybrid. It's a shoe that changed the sneaker world with the 3M on the tongue, with the jump man, the puffiness of the shoe, the materials. It was game-changing for us. And so now LeBron has taken his sneaker and he has implemented colorways from famous Nike sneakers or iconic Nike sneakers, just like the chlorophyll uh, was inspired by the Air Jordan Trainer 1. You see how these 
these generations now, especially because the sneaker culture, much like the hip hop game, was looked at as a fad. It was looked at as you're going to pay $100 for sneakers and then just beat them up for forever. It was looked at as just something uh, didn't really matter. Now it has billion dollar market share, market value, market hold. You see ESPN talking sneakers now. You see 10,000 sneaker blogs out there. You see just everybody, you know, fakes, of course, have, have exploded onto the scene. Everybody has has gotten their little piece now of the sneaker world. And it's frustrating, but it's exciting, and I love it. it it's amazing to me. But... It'll always be about this, the love of the story that that shoe tells and what that shoe does to set you apart. I mean, Kendrick Lamar took the Cortez and made the Cortez a sought-after sneaker again when it was just a staple, basic tennis shoe. You've seen ASAP Rocky bring back the old bulky Osiris design on an Under Armour shoe. When, when Under Armour had no place, literally, they didn't even exist when those shoes were hot and skaters like Chad Musco were designing and, and dropping shoes like that, Circas and the big, the big puffy shoes. Well, that was almost 20 years ago. And what's amazing to me is now the 23s are going to retro soon in the Air Jordan line. You're going to start seeing shoes that, you know, most of my kids were born that dropped or three out of five of them were for sure when when these sneakers dropped and and time just flies by and so i think the passion of sneakers is that timeline is that immediate i know exactly where i was when that shoe dropped the first time and you got to remember we didn't know anything all we knew back in the day was the date maybe because we would go ask our footlocker rep now I remember when they had a binder that had all a picture of all the the sneakers that were gonna be coming up for the holidays, you know, just on display, or, or how to display and merchandise them. So they would let us get a little sneak peek of, of the shoe. I remember it was the Air Jordan Raptor, the Air Jordan Seven, and I fell in love with it just off of a, an illustrated photo showing you know the color scheme and and what it was gonna look like to the Foot Locker employees or athletes' foot. And then my grandma and I would be at the sneaker shop probably like 9.45, maybe 9.30. And as soon as it would open, boom, and get that pair. And that passion and that excitement still exists today. You saw the Air Jordan Cause 4. Well, that's one of my favorite street artists. Who's got an Air Jordan 4? Two of them, two colorways. Nikki Diamonds, one of the realest in the game as far as the skateboarding world and the streetwear a streetwear icon now you know sets the world on fire with a shoe if you think about it but there's that passion there's that ugh, gotta have it and you know fear of missing out that was a term that you didn't want to you didn't want to miss release date there was no fomo there was no hashtag it was there was no social media or internet to see all the hype or fabricate hype so it's, it's amazing to me, and we're going to talk about it. I'm going to tell stories. We're going to talk about what's coming out. But i got to take a break and go blow my nose because it is ice cold. You can see purple skies here in H-Town, no filter. Um, but, yeah, my nose is running. It's so cold in the studio. We'll come back, and I'm going to give you some of the dates on some of these drops that are coming up, some of the jump the shark shoes. <laughs> what does that mean? That means that it's Thank you. Uh, you're, you're probably, you've probably run it too long. It's probably run its course, just like the Yeezys themselves. That's why you're able to get them. Prices are coming down. Now, the original ones will always hold their value in any sneaker line. So we hold our value. We try to at least. We try to bring you valuable, valuable information. We try to bring you guys all the latest news. Don't forget this Thursday, we've got the lowdown with Kelso and... Man, what a diamond in the rough himself. And today's show is brought to you by Diamond Supply and DiamondSupplyCo.com. Make sure you follow Diamond Supply Co. because they've got incredible, incredible heat coming out for the winter. Get your shine on. Simplicity is the key to brilliance. You guys know that. But um, 
yeah, so when we come back, we'll talk about some of the release dates. We'll talk about, I'm trying to get Nick on, if not this week, next week. But we'll talk about some of the Dorenbecker uh, freestyle shoes that were selected for 2018. And if you don't know what Dorenbecker is, well, you got to stay tuned. I'll tell you all about it and much more right after this. Excuse all the sniffling and snorting. Ah, it's cold. camping out here for? Man, for the oh. diamonds, man. Hell yeah. Shoe Duncan. Oh, that's right? Yeah. So what's your favorite part about the shoe, big dog? Big ass diamond on the tongue. To me, it's like the Concord Jordan of SB Nikes. When people would see me wearing these, you know, like, whoa, what are those? It was a real moment in sneaker culture. It's still probably, for me, one of the top five colorways on the shoe. People that didn't even know anything about it and just wanted it because it looked so good. It was like being a drug dealer in the 80s. The lines would not stop. Even Nicky might say that it was kind of the last cosign that he needed before the brand just took off. Oh, that's right. He doesn't need a cosign anymore. The one and only Nikki Diamonds. You're hearing some of the clips from the YouTube documentary, Nike SB. And for us here on The Rap Show, welcome back. First and foremost, I'm your host, Adam Rap. That's Rap with two Ps, because two Ps are better than one. Thank you for touching the sky, touching in, checking in, staying tuned right here each and every Monday through Thursday, live from the Media Block in Houston, Texas. And of course, it is Tuesday, Tuesday. Those were some clips from an incredible documentary 13 years ago, 2005. Nikki Diamonds changed the game as far as footwear, elegance of footwear, materials used, especially on skate shoes. And I think with all the fires, with everything going on in California right now, I'm going to let it ride till next week. Hopefully we can get them on to talk about the craziness of re-releasing three colorways in an all-new format of that same, sh uh, that same shoe that set the world on fire 13 years ago. And you know what? This series of shoes we talked about before the break has really, really impacted not only for resellers and collectors, but, but impacted kids directly. And that's the Nike Dornbecker series. Now, what is the Dornbecker series? It is a series of uh, signature Nike models, of course, or Air Jordans. And they let the children from the Dornbecker's Hospital not only design the sneaker from start to finish, they are a part of the process. They get to put their, their spin on it. They get to put their touches on these shoes. And every year, it's a very, very touching project that, that Nike has really put at the forefront of giving back, getting young people excited and stoked about the sneaker culture and literally putting the sneaker in their hand and putting it on shelves for people to buy. We've seen some incredible ones like the Air Jordan 8s. Those are one of my favorites. The Doran Becker 2. You've seen the um, uh, we've seen the Superman 4s. We saw the last year, I believe, I want to say the uh, Flyknit Racer. So there's been some awesome, awesome. And, and some of them are off the wall. Some of them, like this year's 2018 Nike SB Dunk Low, is it's a great shoe. But there's a lot of gold and a lot of green. And Joey Bates from, and this is a hospital based in Oregon, where Nike's headquarters are, of course. Joey Bates, 12 years old, from Scapoose, uh, Oregon. He did the Nike SB Dunk Pro Low. And these are all releasing December 14th, by the way. And he put a chicken on the on the heel 
as a heel graphic there. American flag on the tongue. So some of these kids get really, really wild with their the way that they look at it. And and really their artistic vision can run wild. Uh, then you have some simpler designs where it's very almost status quo to normal colorways you would see on the sneaker, like the Nike Air Max 97. Now we do have a Survivor SRVVR um, hit right where the normally where the stripes are uh, that go up and down the shoe or the the, uh, the piping that is iconic on that Air Max 97. And that is Kirsten Brown from Salem, Oregon. She is 16 years old. Uh, and you can find these if you want to go. You can go to Sneaker News. You can go to Google and you can search these and find uh, Doran Becker. I'll spell it for you. That is D... I used to know how to spell it off the top of my head. I want to make sure that I get it right for you. It is uh, D-O-E-R-N-B-E-C-H-E-R, Dorenbecker. And it's called the Dorenbecker Freestyle Collection. So uh, you had the 97, you had the SB. I've seen, oh yeah, this is the, these are dope. This is Chloe Swintek from Portland, Oregon. She is 10 years old and she did an Air Force One low and she put some really, really cool and, and common colorways that you see together. You see the um, the blue, the purple. Now, she has some really cool perforations in it. She has her initials in the tongue. I'm sorry, in the toe. She actually customized the lace locks, those metal lace locks that you see on the Air Force Ones. Then you have uh, Peyton Fentress from Portland as well. He's 12 years old. He did a Nike Zoom Fly SP. That's one of my favorite running shoes that Nike has put out in the last few years, for sure. Definitely lightweight and comfortable. This is another simple design, but very dope. I mean, this is a pair that I would expect Nike to put out uh, on the regular. That's the Nike Air Max 270. And that is Aiden Barber, nine years old from White City, Oregon. He did a camo with a gold heel. Now, if you've seen that, that was previously Nike's biggest air bubble to date. I believe... I'm believe they're coming out with their largest air bubble ever uh, in the late winter, early spring. Um, can't remember what model number that one is, but this was the, uh, this is currently the largest air bubble, a visible air bubble that Nike has ever put on one of their sneakers for retail. So it's a great series. I think it, oh, and last but not least, these are really dope. It's the one that caught my eye. And I almost thought it was an OVO because, you know, you've seen Drake do the black and gold colorways on most of his OVO collabs. This is the Air Jordan 15 from Donovan Deneen from Riddle, Oregon. He's 11 years old, and I like I like the way Donovan thinks. Props to you, sir. He did black and gold, simplistic. Uh, he's got the, the black mid uh, piece, which you've seen is... It's almost plastic, I want to say, but this is gold metallic. Here you've got the uh, lace tips, the gold lace tips, and then very simple down the back where it said the 15, uh, the Air Jordan, uh, you know, it's always got it on a patch somewhere on the shoe, especially in this era. Uh, it's gold as well. So it, it, you put an owl on that, that's an OVO shoe. I bet you Drake gets a pair. So there you go. The Doran Becker series is coming in December, uh, just in time for Christmas. And you're doing a damn good thing for a, a damn good cause for the kids in that hospital for this program to continue. And go back and look and, and do your do your homework and see some of the tell us what some of your favorites are. Hit me up. If you want to email me, I didn't mention it at the top of the show. You can do so. The rap show at gmail.com. It's simple enough. The rap show at gmail.com. Uh, tell us what your favorite Doran Becker of this year and of all time is. And just a couple other things before we call it a day. I can't believe it. These days fly by. Um, the official release information for the Union Air Jordan 1. Uh, it is going to be a lot more limited than the Rookie of the Year, but I know it's coming up in the next week or two, November 17th. And you can go on unionjordan.com. There's a black pair alongside with a storm blue pair. And if you haven't seen these, this was the video where Union set up a booth. It was a 
a flea market booth, and it's the flea market that Sean Weatherspoon, part owner of Round 2 Hollywood, Round 2 Virginia, Round 2 South Beach, Round 2 New York, Round 2 London. How many stores do they have now? It's amazing. Um, but, yeah, he, he was in on the gag, but in the beginning, it was virally circulating social media because it looked like he got duped, too, when they were uh, they had some, some pairs of these early... Uh, when he had supplied some of the vintage Air Jordan gear. But if you look at this, basically it's a cut-and-sew style Jordan with the Union LA uh, little flag tag on the top collar, on the ankle collar. And it's got a blue bottom, and then it's got a bread top, or what could have been a Chicago top. And it's got a great look on feet to it. You've got the... The white shadow tops on the black toes on, on one pair. Just really, really clean. But then again, it's got kind of a mix match look too, that cut and sew look. I'm, I'm a big fan of these. And they should be available globally on November 24th. So Union Jordan 1, make sure you check those out. And another shoe that I'm really excited about, I know it's gotten mixed reviews, is the Fear of God, the Jerry Lorenzo. Jerry Lorenzo's cut, no pun intended, from the same cloth as Virgil Abloh. Very high-end, very forward-thinking, very progressive designer, but very tied in and tuned into the streets. He's got a Fear of God collection. It's going to be the Air Fog, along with apparel... And the sneaker itself is what I would say would be a combination of the Kobe highs. Remember the Kobe highs when they had the the boxing boot look to them? It was the um, nine, I believe it was, that had the Back to the Future colorway. And that was the first fly knit, super high. Well, it's, it's a combination of that, the Air Mag, and a Hirachi is the best way to describe it. And maybe the top end of a Roshi, like the top side. But it's it's growing on me. I'm staring at it right now, and it's definitely growing on me. I'll post it on my Instagram, at the rap himself. And I'm excited. It's going to be hard to get a pair of them, I can tell you that. But I'm excited that this is going to actually be, you'll see guys rocking these in the NBA. This is going to be part of the basketball collection you're gonna have air max which is dope you're gonna have a fear of god air max you're gonna have a pegasus so there's more things to come a uh, oh it looks like a future yeah you're gonna have an entire fear of god nike collab apparels yes yes capsule i'm liking it a lot of grays, whites, and blacks. Very simple, very solid colorways. Go check it out. The Jerry Lorenzo Fear of God collection and the Air Fog itself. Tell me what you think. Hit me up. Send me an email, therapshow at gmail.com, or you can comment right here live on the live stream or hit me up in the DM at the rap himself. And make sure you come by the media block if you want to see some heat. You know, I bring it each and every week. But I definitely got it on Tuesdays because it's Tuesday. And next week, I'll have a couple of pairs that hopefully are here on the table. And we can talk about it more. And once again, shout out to everybody in California. Uh, if they tell you to evacuate, just get the hell out of here. If, if you got to go, you know, stay close so you can be on alert. Stay in the area. That's fine. But don't, don't try to interfere with, you know, the efforts of the firefighters, the efforts of the... Uh, law enforcement, the efforts of the neighbors, the community, just it, it's mother nature. It's bigger than us. That's all I can tell you. So, uh, yes, the material things are nice. And of course, we work hard. We we have that retail therapy sometimes to ease the stresses of life. But it ain't worth going back in and getting burnt for, if you know what I mean. So you can rock the heat on your feet, but stay away from that and pray for better days. That's for damn sure in our country. Uh, as we stay elite. And next week, we will get into some of the winter, a.k.a. holiday drops that are coming, and more with you guys. And tomorrow, hey, what up, Luis? Oh, yeah, real quick. Of course, for all my H-Town boys out there, it's so hard to, to keep up with everything that's dropping these days. You know, an hour sometimes, and I got started late today, but an hour, hour and a half, 
It wasn't enough to cram it all in, but we got our next podcast coming in pretty soon. And if you want to schedule time and, and do your own podcast and bring what you think is heat, maybe you want to do an Adidas podcast. Hey, that's on you. Just don't have a Kardashian call in. Otherwise, it might self, self-destruct self and implode. But uh, no, seriously, the Vans and NASA collab, uh, available at 8-1 Sneaker House, by the way, was a very... Very dope, very simplified. It almost looked like a retro pack, like like a shoe you would see that came out in the 1960s at the height of NASA and, of course, all of the, the lunar missions. And, you know, the space program is almost non-existent in today's world, today's society. So maybe we need to uh, get some of those on our feet, get a little caravan together of our own, and go find ourselves a new planet. Sounds like about that time. Uh, but you guys can, hopefully, if we're still here on this planet, you can tune in tomorrow. I'll be back 4 to 6 p.m. I'll be on time tomorrow, I promise. Got adjusted this cold. Got to bring a heater so I'm not sniffling and snorting all over the radio. And I'm going to bring uh, back Blake Pan on Thursday to get into fantasy land. We'll talk about your fantasy team as we're a couple weeks away from the beginning of NFL fantasy playoffs. And then about six weeks away, yeah, six weeks officially after uh, the start of the games this week from the end of the NFL regular season. So a lot to talk about, a lot to keep up with. We'll talk Rockets, and I'm going to try my very, very, very best to make a Tuesday, Tuesday Instagram page so you can see about all the latest news from the sneaker world that we talk about. And if you want to keep up with all the latest in sports sounds, sanity and style, do so right here the Rap Show. Subscribe, share, submit. Stay tuned. Stay elite. See you tomorrow. That's a wrap. Uh. <laughs> I see.